Welcome to the Earning the Push podcast, just days ahead of a weekend where two of wrestling's supreme athletes will push themselves to the limit for 60 minutes to stake their claim for a world title in a week where one legend claimed tag team gold thanks to the return of another. Wrestling has never been hotter, that's why we talk about it every Friday on Earning the Push. I'm Jack Murley, co-host each and every week, professional rugby player Charlie Beckett, who is hot this morning. He is red hot. He is angry. I'm hot and bothered, Jack. So apologies, first of all, my sound quality is not going to be as good here, ladies and gentlemen. I opened up my laptop like I do at about quarter past eight every Friday to log on with Jack, and it decided to do some updating. It's now nine o'clock, we're 45 minutes later, and we're 30% through our updates. So I've borrowed my better half's laptop, but I can't plug my mic into it because it's a fancy MacBook Pro. Everyone raves about them, but I haven't got a USB port, have they? useless things so if i'm a little bit muffly i am sorry today you're fine and i think we know what back to developmental will be a little yeah, bit later there's a spoiler I, it I've... wasn't till quarter past eight this morning <laughs> i think we're aware of what it's going to be but let's crack on with a big week of wrestling and a big weekend ahead for the first time in a little while we're starting with AEW, which returns to pay-per-view this sunday from the chase center in san francisco california an eight match revolution card headlined by mjf defending his world title against Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Iron Man match. John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page will clash in a Texas death match. And Soraya will challenge for gold in a three-way with Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho for the Women's World Championship. AEW returns to pay-per-view, Charlie, for the first time in what feels like ages. I can't actually remember the last AEW pay-per-view we were talking about. Yeah, it does feel like a long, long, long time, doesn't it? I think obviously they only have their big four each year, but even it seems a long time since we've had anything like Grand Slam or Winter is coming out of their special dynamite. Mm. So it's exciting times. It's a good card. I like that it's still a long card. It's a 60-minute Iron Match. It's still going to be a long card, but it's not as long as ones we've seen before from AEW, but we're still looking at four and a bit hours, aren't we, I think? So... Yeah, everyone who listens to this knows my issues with that. I don't enjoy the ones that go over three, three and a half, but I think it'd be a really, really good card. Like A bit like Elimination Chamber, it's based around one match. Isn't it? That main event is hot, the promos this week. They've done a really good build to it. Uh, I'm excited for that Ironman match. It's hard to move MJF into someone who isn't CM Punk, who isn't that rivalry, but Danielson was the obvious choice, I think, after MJF won the title against Moxley. It just feels the perfect opponent for MJF to validate himself as a professional wrestler because he's always been underrated as a nuts and bolts wrestler. Yeah, if you can go 60 minutes with Danielson and hold your own and hang and not look out of place, then as a quote-unquote pro wrestler you're doing okay, aren't you? It would be very easy for a lot of great wrestlers from any generation to look like they can't keep up. So it's a big night for MJF. Um, I imagine he'd be nervous. Like you've got to, because on the flip side, if he doesn't hang, if he doesn't, if he can't go for 60 minutes, it's a lot of time to fill 60 minutes. If he can't do that with Danielson, it's going to be a tough way to, uh, tough fix to validate him there. So it's a big, big night for him, his career and his, and his title reign. You're the athlete on this show. Tell me what it feels like when you are into a game 60 minutes in and it's been an end-to-end match when the cardio's really beginning to tell because that's what MJF and Danielson are going to be experiencing. Yeah, it, it's hard. It is hard and adrenaline will get you so far and when you're busy and carrying on and when it's, so obviously my in my profession, when it's lots of phases and there's no time to think, you're fine, is when there's downtime 
in when we're getting ready for a scrum or a line out, there's an injury and you're like, oh Christ, I'm tired. Like my legs are sore. It, it, it's it's less than being out of breath because you get out of breath in the first 30 seconds. You do one sprint, you're out of breath. It's when you literally feel like you're sapped of energy, like you're, you've just got nothing left that Ian Beale mean. And there's a good, that normally hits in rugby with about, I'd say 10 to 15 minutes left, but we have breaks in the game. I reckon for these guys, they're going to get 35, 40 minutes in and they will be feeling that. So it's how you manage your way through it, isn't it, the wrestling match as well? Like you've got to have the rest holds because you can't go non-stop for 60 minutes. It's how you keep the story uh, moving forward and how you keep the audience engaged through those rest holds because it's a smart audience aid. They understand the needs of the rest holds, but they want them to be good ones. So it'd be interesting how they manage that. Uh, it's a real challenge. I like they've built in the story of Danielson's shoulder. I like that, so we know that's going to be targeted. As a rule, I'm not the hottest on 60-minute matches because I, I think they're quite hard to stay invested in the whole way through. But this works for, for the storyline. I guess the one issue I would have with it, and I may have egg on my face on Monday morning, is you know there's not going to be a title change. Or am I being incredibly naive? There's no way Danielson walks out with the belt, is there? There isn't, but there's just this nagging feeling with me of, again, this may be really harsh, but for whatever reason, this MJF title reign hasn't really kicked on maybe the way we all thought it would. And maybe they'll just call it, like, for a little bit of attention, a little bit of, oh, wow, put it on one of the biggest stars of the last 10 years. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I also think, I've always thought this with Ironman matches, and if anyone's ever going to do it, it be MJF. Why do you not just early doors, get a steel chair out and absolutely obliterate them and take a one loss for a DQ? Yeah. Well, we saw if that. anyone would, it'd be Daniel, uh, not Danielson, BMJF. Well, we did see it in, in that classic SmackDown match from years back in 2003 where Brock did that to Kurt Angle, but he didn't annihilate him. He sort of took the fall. And, and, and But you're right, you, you could do that sort of thing. I wonder about this MJF title reign as well, and I wonder if it was actually... What we were all clamouring for was a was a babyface MJF. I think when he won the title, when he was wrestling uh, against Moxley, we were sort of thinking it's now the time to turn him because he was getting cheers. And the fact they doubled down with the regal attack on MJF being a heel and he's been a little inconsistent, not in his performances, but one week the storyline is that weird car crash and now it's about he's lost his fiance. It just seems like it's a little bit... Like a trolley where one of the wheels is wobbly. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? And you think, like, I'd forgotten the Regal stuff happened. How mm. mad's that? Like, that that shows there hasn't been quite the home run that it needs to be of. You should be feeding back to that, such a loved man beaten down by this scoundrel. But they don't talk about it. And it's tough not to feel sorry for a man whose real-life fiancé has left him. Yeah. Like, we don't know the reasoning behind it, but that's a, that's a baby-faced promo almost. Now, I know he's given it over, this is all I've got, I'll do whatever it takes to keep it, including cheating, but that's like a baby face, this is all I've got, you can't take it. Like, it does seem like the whole thing's a little conflicted. I agree. I, I, I feel sorry for MJF. If And look, we have reason to believe his fiance has left him in, in real life. If that is the case, I feel very... We don't know the details, but that's a tough thing for anyone to go through. I think it's fascinating. I think MJF is just... I just don't think it's caught fire in in the way 
that it had the potential to do. And I think that's really interesting. And there may be a reason for that we'll get onto later. If that match is going to be technical brilliance, Hangman Adam Page against John Moxley in a Texas death match. I've put expect violence question mark in the notes. That question mark is the most redundant piece of punctuation there's ever been. I hope the people of San Francisco have been donating blood because yeah. I think two men are going to need it on Sunday night, aren't they? Um, they were going to get in their biscuits and tea after they donated their two Oh, pints. I love that about donating blood. I'm not allowed to do it. Are you not? No, you're not because you're not meant to do um, vigorous exercise. sport yeah. or vigorous exercise for so long after that I can't. That I did it once when I was 18 because I was big on Susan and when I went home for weekend, came but moved back to where I was playing less at the time, was training and then just happened to mention the physio. Oh, I donated blood yesterday. And they're like, Charlie, keep that quiet. You're not meant to. Yeah, like we and they had to they were, they had to um, make up some weird ankle injury for me not train the next day. So <laughs> I was okay. They were like, oh, "I'm going to pull you." I had a good relationship with the physio. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's one of the things that's very frustrating because it's so important, but well, I can't do it anyway. That's yeah. a tangent on this podcast. Oh, well, we never, um, we never do tangents. No, never, never, never. Service stations. Um, <laughs> it's going to be brutal. It's going to be just gory and brutal and roguely so up your street. Love it. Love it. Although, I love the violence. I really do. Honestly, Jack, I'm so confused what goes on in your head sometimes. You're the so up and down, quintessential English gent who's just there going, I love the violence. Firstly, Cornish gent, my boy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the most offended I've ever seen you. I'll just put that out there. I do love the violence. I don't don't love violence for violence sake, but this feud calls for it. This is, you know, Mox knocked Hangman out. And I love the promo promo by Hangman Adam Page on Dynamite said, you took the feeling in the end of my fingers. You took my memories. And I am not a violent man, but I'll get there. I loved it. Although even for me, the Moxley promo in the corridor where the blood was literally pooling Someone's got to clear that up. Mm. Like, who's going? Yeah, just let him go with that. Dude, just let, just let him, just let him cut the pro with blood pouring down his face. But it works for him. It works yeah. for him, and that feud is going to be great. I'd love for that to be a number one contenders feud, but I actually think probably we'll be going with Adam Cole, maybe into MJF. Baby, baby. The rest of the card. Well, look. There's, there's nothing to dislike on it. Chris Jericho against Ricky Starks, uh, the Elite against House of Black for the trios title, and Samoa Joe versus Wardlow. All good to great matches on, on paper, potentially. And the Chris Jericho-Ricky Starks match is full of story. Samoa Joe and Wardlow, they've tried. Elite against House of Black is sort of the one rogue choice there where you go, the outcome of the match itself is going to be greater than the sum of its parts getting there. Yeah, there's no story in it, is there? House of Black rocked up this week and we're like, hey, yeah. let's have a match. It's played out on Rampage a bit, I think, but yeah, it's but not, not I, where people have I, seen I, it. I like me some House of Black. Everyone knows I'm a big Malachi Black fan. And also, the elite with these trio titles isn't working for me. So put it on the House of Black. Let's get spooky dooky with it. Yeah, it, it it is so hard to pinpoint why this is... And, and the entrance is great. We love that, you know, what is it, something sun? I forget the name of the thing. The, the entrance for, for the elite. The, they got that... Carry on my wayward son. Wayward son. That's it. That works. The lights go off. Everyone loves it. You'll get a big pop, but it just isn't... Again, they seem less... They haven't elevated the titles. The titles have dragged them down, and those guys should be front and centre of your programming. I just want to see... I agree with all that, and I just want to see House of Black's goat masks get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Like, I want to see them like, not be able to get in the arena with the horns on their masks. 
Why is it always goats in wrestling? The Wyatts were goats. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Are goats particularly scary? I don't know. But here's the thing. This is the first AEW pay-per-view in a little while, and I remember before the last one, we said this is the first one that sort of kind of feels a little bit missable. And I wonder if that's just the way things go, because AEW has stopped being the red-hot, must-see new thing, and actually it's settled into more of a rhythm, and that's okay, or whether we need some more excitement. And we're going to have a proper discussion of it now, because we've danced away around it for a little bit. Is now the time to bring back CM Punk to AEW. If he's fit and if you can legally, do you pull the trigger? It's a really, really interesting conversation. It's, if you're Tony Khan, you you have to weigh up two things. You have to weigh up what is most important to you, a happy locker room where you reward the good people, where you reward the people who toe the line, who do their job, or ratings on TV and money coming in because, and it, it's across all sports, all sports have their mavericks, have the people who work outside the rules. And I'm a big, big believer on the best teams. Let's call AW a team company, have very strong cultures. And there's a saying I, I really like when I'm trying to build a culture of um, people bend for the culture, the culture doesn't bend for people. As soon as a culture bends to fit someone in it, I think a culture's broken. That's my that's my view on it and leading with that and that sort of stuff. That's a different conversation. But CM Punk, in his actions, we will never know the ins and outs of what happened with the All Out and Brawl Out. But it seems that everyone else is back and CM Punk is not. So that would lead you to believe that he was the major perpetrator, that he, he was the issue. You've got to believe that from the outside looking in. Do you bend your company culture to fit him back in because he's going to put bums on seats because more people are going to buy your pay-per-view because there'll be more excitement around your product? If I am Tony Khan, I'm saying no, because from a leadership point of view, it's more important to me. Go That might give me a spike for a year, for six months, but CM Punk has a track record now. The problem isn't WWE. The problem isn't AEW. You can't be a problem everywhere you go and say it's the company. CM Punk is clearly the problem wherever he goes. Why well, don't it, know? I don't. It's it's a for me. Just look at the evidence. Look at the evidence. Don't look at the sky and tell me it's green. Uh, but okay, you say look at the evidence, right? Look at the evidence. He worked with Darby Allen. He worked with Powerhouse Hobbs. He worked with MJF. You can't tell me coming in and looking to elevate those folks is him being the problem and to to I, to play the other side yeah if hangman adam page has come out on dynamite and has gone off the script in what the promo was meant to be if the management backstage at aw isn't what it's meant to be can you blame him for lashing out because if if you're saying he's not fitting for the culture which is a completely valid view what if the culture's naff what if the culture's rubbish yeah, well, so to go back to it, I don't disagree that all those people he worked with were brilliant and he was doing the right thing and elevating them and being the company man. And it's great with CM Punk until it's not. And everywhere he's been, it's been great until it hasn't been. There's a shelf life. And I, I won't na- name them, but I've played with many players like that. You see it everywhere in every walk of life, in industry and sport, there are athletes, there are professionals like that, who it's great until it's not. And what you weigh up as leaders is, is the great worth it for the not? Is it? And I now think with CM Punk, 
the damage is too great for what the fallout keeps on being. Can you honestly tell me if they brought him back, you don't think in 12 to 18 months we'd be sat going, oh, drama around CM Punk again? I think we would, but I see it as a showbiz thing. The, yeah. Because I, 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 and this is where it's really interesting because you're coming from a, a sports point of view, which I completely get. I'm coming at it a little bit from the showbiz point of view and all your great showbiz stars are mavericks. The ones who, who sit on the set in character and don't break it. The ones who you do have to cater to a little bit. I think to have that star power, you do have to bend a little bit. And for me, am I more or less likely to watch AEW if either a face CM Punk or a heel CM Punk comes back and he's at the top of his game? I'm going to watch. Oh, absolutely. And now let me put my fan hat on. Yes. I want him back. Of course I do. Of course I want to see that. I want there to be fallout. I want to be drama. Like, as a fan watching, that is what I want to see. And from a business point of view, you'll earn more money in the short term having him there, 100%. But if I was Tony Khan, I wouldn't go near him. Really? Yeah. Even Even seeing that big pile of money on the table for all the feuds, all the promos? Because we got a year. And in that year, we got... The amazing reaction in Chicago. We got a five-star dog collar match. We got the start of the summer of punk. We were just getting the ball rolling. And all that's still there. Like, all the key parts are still there. You can still cook that cook that recipe, just whether you want to, to, to make that. We got that brilliant year, but we're still reeling from the damage. How long later? Yeah, but I, I, I'm not convinced he was the one. Look, we don't know. We don't know who was to blame, but uh, it's a fascinating conversation. So gun to your head at the end of the Iron Man match, do you think we might see CM Punk come back? I'm sort of thinking we will. I think he runs in. Yeah, we absolutely could. We absolutely could. I could see him coming in costing MJF. And, and even if that doesn't happen, we'll say what we say about AEW pay-per-views. You're going to get a good meal. You, you mm. might be too stuffed by the end of it. You might get to the point where you go, just just nothing else. I need to lie down for a couple of days. Like one of those boa constrictors that eats an antelope. That's sort of what AEW pay-per-views are like. What an incredible analogy. An AEW pay-per-view is a boa constrictor full of an antelope. Let's talk WWE, delivering big moments on the road to WrestleMania this week. Trish Stratus returns to help Lita and Becky Lynch become the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. We get Brock Lesnar versus Omos confirmed for WrestleMania, an emotional confrontation between Sami Zayn and Jimmy Uso, and Charlotte Flair comes to face-to-face with Dominic Mysterio. So lots going on over the past seven days in WWE. Let's start with that women's tag team title main event. Lita has gold round her waist for the first time since 2006. She does it with Becky Lynch, and thanks to the return of her best friend, Trish. Really, really cool, isn't it? There's not nice. much else to say about that. Like, in 2023, Lita's a tag champ. Cool moment for Becky. She grew up idolizing Lita. She's now tag champions with her. Trish Stratus came back. We, no one, no one will ever not pop for that. Just really cool. Really enjoyed it. That laugh on her. Oh end God, don't, when, don't. Because yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm ready. I think I'm used to it. And then the laugh hits, and I become like a. 13-year-old boy again just discovering his sexuality. It's just amazing whenever she comes back. And part of me was watching this and part of me was thinking, is it weird that the man, Becky Lynch, the first woman to, to win a main event at WrestleMania, who main evented with Bianca Belair, is in a women's tag team title feud with Lita? And then I sort of go, I don't mind it. I think it's a decent place for her. 
Yeah, and it elevates tag titles, which they sorely, sorely need. They were rock bottom. I mean, was there any title that means less than the women's tag team titles? 24-7? Is that still going? Is it? I don't actually know. I mean, the fact it's even in the conversation that we're saying it's, yeah. it's either the 24-7 or the women's tag belt shows how, how poor things are. I just thought it was a great moment. I think it's a good spot for, for Lita and for Becky Lynch. And it feels to me, you tell me if you think we're going a different direction, that we're looking at Lita and Lynch against Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey and maybe Trish Stratus against Bailey in a singles match, possibly, would you say? Yeah, I think either that or Damage Control versus Becky, Lita and Trish. Yeah. But then what do you do with Ronda? Because she's not got an immediately obvious feud. Does she need to be on the card? Oh, it's Ronda Rousey. You've got to... You, I, I know what yeah, you mean, but yeah, just... Yeah, but what's Ronda Rousey doing at the moment? Yeah, I know what you mean. The name value's huge. But if it was anyone else with her current storyline and booking, etc., they wouldn't be anywhere near the card. No, you're right. It, it, it would be just so you could say to celebrity, and particularly given it's happening in Hollywood, hey, look, mm. we've got we got Ronda Rousey on the card. That's sort of the only reason you do it, but... I wouldn't mind Lita and Lynch against against Shayna and Ronda, and, and Trish Stratus against Bailey would work. And I sort of love this use of Trish. She's a bit like now the celeb who pops in to, to elevate some of these newer talents, but she, I don't know how she does it. I don't know how Trish Stratus looks even better now than she did, and I don't mean from a cosmetic point of view, but she does. But just, she, she has an age. She's ageless. She's amazing. I'm just seeing how old she is. Give that a look because, I mean, her last... How old do you reckon Trish Stratus is? 46. 47? It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely amazing. I'm 27 and I don't look that good. No. It would be weird if you wore the same clothes as Trish Stratus. Like, when you run out yes. for your next championship game, when you lead Amtil out, can you have that laugh play and then you go, come oh, on, lads. Oh, rock and roll. <laughs> and then yes. out, out you come wearing, like you do that old pointing at the yeah, sky the thing. I'll just do the Trish kick, the, the chick kick. The chick kick with a cowboy hat on. She, yeah. she, She's just so good at what she does. And, man... I wish she was around now full time to have be part of this full time program, but I just love that she drops in and has these matches and clearly is like, I want to work with you, I want to work with you, I'll work with you as well, and she's just as good now as she ever was, perhaps even better. Yeah, that that's the incredible thing with both both these women, Trish and Lisa, and then you put the likes of Beth Phoenix in this as well. Like they haven't lost a beat, and they haven't just not lost a beat. They're holding their own in a generation of talent that is so superior in ring to what they worked in 15 years ago. Yeah. So they've actually got better. Like, to be able to hold their own now, they are better than when they were full-time. I don't understand how they've done that. No, it is it is remarkable. There, there is a film to be made about that generation, your Trishes, your Litas, I guess your Victorias and your Mickeys as well. Mickey James is still absolutely doing the business in Impact Wrestling as well. That generation of... 2003 to 2006 in the WWE have uh, uh, the fact they're still going is amazing also amazing of all the matches Brock Lesnar could have at WrestleMania Omos versus Brock Lesnar mm. Mm. go on oh, I don't get it I just I just don't get it like oh, that's that's not how, how I'd have used him put it that way that, that is a match built on an image, isn't it? That is a match built on the highlights package at the end of WrestleMania of Brock F5-ing Omos. That, that's, that's all it's about, surely. Yeah, and Omos doesn't beat him. No, 
He can. Like, I just don't understand. The, the obvious one for me, especially off the reaction the Rumble was Gunther. Yeah. That was the one for me. And it's, it, you read reports that he was offered Bray Wyatt and turned it down. Brock Lesnar didn't want to work with Bray, which I understand. I wouldn't go anywhere near the Bray character at the moment. But imagine Brock going after the IC title as well, like what that does to the IC title. Yeah. Or, or, and I wouldn't advocate this normally, you just say, forget the title. Let's just do it non-title, man on man. Like, you just find a way, man on man, oh, see who, who the best... <laughs> no one is going to be running to the WWE Network on the day of night one or night two going, yeah, Brock against Omos. Let's see how this plays out. It just... But on the other side, Brock Lesnar looks like he's having an absolute whale of a time. No one in all of the world is having more fun at work at the moment than Brock Lesnar is. He just gets to turn up, wear what he wants, do what he wants, have a laugh and get paid millions of dollars for it. What a life. He just... And it's great. And he's this time last year, he was in the, the title picture. And we were going, oh, you know, Brock and Roman again. All right, fine. Now we're like, yeah, okay, Omos is a weird choice for Brock. But his segments, just for how un-Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar is being, is great. Happy, smiley Brock is, is, is fantastic. He's funny. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is funny. Like, still some of my favourite segments of the year are him with um, Sami Zayn when yes. he's speaking French to him. Brock is a cowboy. Brock is just the best. And and maybe what it took was the actual taking him away from Paul Heyman. And and yeah. it's amazing when you can say Heyman and Brock together was the best. But actually, Brock away from Heyman, different but sort of just as good. Different flavor, but still as satisfying. Yeah, we're having to see Brock Lesnar's personality rather than mm. just the big broody monster with the man who talks for him. And he's got a brilliant personality by all accounts. Now the flip side of this is Bray Wyatt. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows what is going on with this Bray Wyatt character? Uncle Howdy, Muscle Man Dance. It's everything I don't like. Am, am I am I alone in this? Are you enjoying the Bray Wyatt return? Nah, this isn't working. Like, this really isn't working, and it's rubbish for Bray. Mm. But what are we doing? Like The Uncle Howdy thing I didn't like, but there was some mystery to, but then we seem to have worked away from that. We still don't know who he is. We're back in the Firefly Funhouse, but we haven't got the Fiend. We've got the Muscle Man dance, and we don't know why. Like, it just looks like a mess of all of Bray Wyatt's previous characters. And I don't understand why or what. Or yeah, no, it's it's not good, Jack. I think in wrestling you have to be able to answer one question: Why are they there? MJF is AEW World Champion because he wants the gold. Brian Danielson wants to be AEW World Champion because he wants to show he's the best. Seth Rollins wants to take down Logan Paul because he feels Logan Paul hasn't played his dues. Logan Paul wants to build his social media marketing empire on the back of WWE success. They all, even if it's just a line, have a reason to be there. What is storyline character Bray Wyatt's reason to be in WWE? Zero idea, mate. Zero idea. That's a problem. That's a problem. Um, so if that seems like we're being harsh on WWE, two cracking segments. You message me about the Jimmy, Sammy and Jay segment from SmackDown and went, I know if Charlie really, really likes something because I just get a WhatsApp going, you have to watch this. Oh, yeah. There's just, ah, oh, it's just all so good that they back up. Ah, oh, just, ah, oh. this story, man. 
This story, and like we're clearly, clearly going to Usos versus Sammy and Kevin, which would be brilliant. It's not what we wanted. We wanted Sammy with the title, but we ain't getting it, and that's fine. This story and ah, oh, just the intrigue and everything. Just it's can't say enough good things about everyone involved with this. And I, I don't know who's writing it, but whoever is writing it, it's incredible. Don't you wish you could know not only who was writing it. But if they have an end point in goal, uh, whether they yeah. went, yeah, I always knew this is where we were going or whether they're going, all right, let's call an audible. Let's change this round. And I'm going to take some humble pie because after Elimination Chamber, I said I needed KO and Sammy together chasing the Usos. And I was a little down and I was wrong because actually that promo on SmackDown teaches me to wait a little bit and just let something play out because that was far more intriguing than just throwing them together and letting them go. Yeah, all the emotions of... When Sammy says he's the one who feels betrayed, you haven't thought of that because he turns around and be like, yeah, of course he does. Of course he does. He did like, he did everything he had to for these guys. And then Jimmy without, without a second thought just super kicked his head off. And you're like, yeah, what, sure. Would you not have thought twice about it? And maybe it shows how deluded Sammy was to think he was ever really part of the family because blood is thicker than water. And it doesn't matter what you've done. Blood is blood and you can look after it. But then Jay, Jay isn't thinking like that. At some point, there's going to be a flirt between Jimmy and Jay. There has to be. Mm. They're on two, di- two, two different paths. For there not to be a flare-up, I just oh, it's just so good. It's sensational, and it should main event one of the nights of WrestleMania. I think WWE will have an issue, and it's a nice issue to have, because really, if you're main eventing one night with the men's world title, you should be main eventing another night with the women's world title but none of the women's world title feuds come even close to this because nothing else comes close to it. It's not a gender thing. It's a, this is your story. So I think it's going to be hard to argue this isn't the main event on, on night one. I entirely agree I'd have it as a main event on night one. I don't think they will. I think they'll want one of the women's world titles. So we just open the whole thing with it. The whole event, night one, bang, here we go, we're off. No, I couldn't. Oh, I say no. No, I couldn't with that. I couldn't with... I think whack it midway through the card, maybe that two-hour point and say, here you yeah. are, you're getting it. So that Shawn Michaels Undertaker spot when they were whacked in the middle of 25 and then they were like, all right, guys and gals, we'll just go and give you the greatest WrestleMania match ever. You crack on afterwards. If it is one of the women's title matches who main events nice one, we've got two choices. We've got Asuka versus Bianca Belair, which continues to build absolutely fine, or Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio against Charlotte Flair with Dom on the outside. I haven't appreciated just how much of a heat magnet Dominic Mysterio was till he carried the balance of that segment with Charlotte Flair on SmackDown, and that was sensational. If you're out healing and getting more heat than Charlotte Flair, you're doing something right, aren't you? Because people love to hate Charlotte. Even though she's a babyface in this situation, she's never yeah. really a babyface. No, because she's just a bit of a... Words I can't say. You don't like Charlotte Flair, do you? Like, no one's ever gone, oh, how lovely Charlotte. Her character. Not the actual woman. Her character. Sorry, everyone. Her character. No one's like, oh, what a lovely person. She's not. She's a bit of a... You know what. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, Dom's really good, isn't he? Just, yeah. Just, what a turnaround for Dom Mysterio. I know we've said it numerous times, but him with Rhea Ripley is just brilliant and... What are they going to be like? How insufferable when she wins? Yeah. She, she's she got to win it. I don't think there's any doubt in that. And I think that's why I don't do Ray and Dom at Mania, because I want Dom 
as part of that victory. I want him afterwards carrying the belt around for Mami. I want him doing all of that. And look, Dom isn't the best actor. He's not the best wrestler. It is just chemistry. Chemistry is carrying that through, and I love it. Yeah, it's such a clever pairing, and they've they've taken the ball and run with it, those two. It's just sensational. A couple of things before we do earning the push and back to developmental. We should have done this last week, but we really just didn't have time post-elimination chamber. Money in the Bank has sold out at the O2 Arena in the UK. The money for Money in the Bank tickets, extraordinary. I won't say extortionate, because... They can charge what they want, and if the market will pay it, then they're doing something right. But I was looking at £1,400 for the two tickets. Just ridiculous. Yeah, madness. I, I wasn't trying for tickets. Um, I know I'm already away that week. Yeah. Um, but I saw your uh, tweet and Instagram about it. Just ridiculous. And again, we said it when it was announced. So excited to have them in the bank here. But they sh- I just feel they should have done it at a stadium. It screams to me, smack down at the O2 on the Friday, money in the bank at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium yeah. on the uh, Saturday. And I don't know why they haven't, because uh, surely we're not going to have those conversations, but you could easily have sold out a stadium I, in I, England here. I've had conversations with people I work with who who like wrestling, and they tried, and I'm, I'm a single person who got them. So it's a real shame, I think. But look, it's great for WWE. They are red hot. They can sell out the O2 in snap of the fingers. Um, so congratulations to WWE for doing that. I'm a little bitter I'm not there. And Ring of Honor, we don't watch that much of, but it has launched its first episode on the new streaming service, uh, Ring of Honor's um, club that they do. It's filmed at the Universal Studios set that AEW used for Dark. Ring of Honor, back putting TV together. Looks like a decent first show, but it's going to take a lot to get me to dedicate time to watching it. It's the type of thing you need a hot angle to get people involved with. Yeah, absolutely. And more wrestling on TV is a good thing because there's more wrestlers, places to work, and there's a chance for us to watch more wrestling. So it's never a bad thing. I just right now don't have the time in my life to watch it. If something catches fire, I'm sure I'll give it a look. Yes. All right, let's do our favourite part of the pod. Something from everyday life gets a push, something goes back to developmental. First or second for you, Mr. Beckett? Computers. Just computers <laughs> are the worst. I hate them. Okay. Uh, yes. Bad developmental is technology. I hate our reliance on technology. I hate that I'm not very good with technology. But even when I do everything right and I'm ready on time, like I always am, my computer decides it's just going to mess up my morning. Is it because your fingers are too big for the keys? Well, that that's a lot of things with texting. Like yeah. my, some of the texts I send, these like, then like you know your iPhone will autocorrect words for you. Yeah. Quite often my iPhone gives up. It goes. It just say no words found. Like that that <laughs> can't, you, I don't know what you've tried to type there. What 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 is that, you yeah. idiot? So uh, yes, I'm incredibly technology unsavvy, but also I have terrible luck with technology. Like my phone doesn't get signal in my house. Every other person I've ever met gets signal in my house. Mm. But if the Wi-Fi stops working, which it does quite often in our house, because of course it does. Yep. Even though I pay more for it from a provider I won't name. Um, even though I pay more for it, it doesn't work. Then I can't access anything because I don't get a signal. I step outside my house on the drive, I have full signal. But the moment I step through the door, no signals. Just technology, the worst. I hate it. Well, that's fine. Do you have anything you'd like to give the push to, or are you just happy yes, with... Yes, yeah? I do. Okay. M- Morgan Wallen's released a new album today. Oh, he's I really your... like his music. He's a country music yeah. guy, and I really, really like his music. I don't think he's a particularly good bloke. So I'm going to separate them, those two things. I don't like Morgan Wallen. 
the person from what I've read about him, but he does really good songs, really nice. They're really good. And he just released a new album with 36 of them on it. What? So yeah, so that'll be me for the next week. Just just go that I can see you on the on the packaging for the album now. Not a nice bloke, so I've read. <laughs> Great songs though. Imagine Charlie Beckett. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> I'm going to say questionable ethics, brilliant music. <laughs> well, that is life's dilemma. Um, back to developmental for me is very specific, but if I say it, I think you'll know. If you get a bag of crisps and you open the bag of crisps and it's a bag like that sort of size and you open it and there's a teeny amount of crisps, big bag of cereal, you open it, it's mostly air. Little cereal bar, you open it, where's the stuff in it? I don't know what the science is behind this, but if you're giving me a bag that is X size, I want at least that amount of stuff in it. I didn't buy a bag of air. No, exactly. And it happens all the time. So that's going back to developmental and earning the push for me is winning medals as an adult. Your job means that you have the opportunity to win medals for your job. I, I, I ain't won one in a long time. I ain't won one since the under-26 nations in 20... 2016 was the last medal I won. Okay, but theoretically, your job yes, allows... I I, if I was any good at my job... Thank you for pointing out how <laughs> rubbish I am at my job, Jack. Just hear me out. You can win medals as part of your job. Us mere mortals have to pay to enter things to put our bodies through difficulties and then get given medals at the end. It would be cheaper just to buy the medal, but no, we enter ourselves in races. And I did 10K this Saturday and I got a medal at the end of it and I was so ridiculously happy. I think there should be medals more in everyday life. Medals for packing at the supermarket, medals for parallel parking, medals for everyone. Um, yes, I like it a lot. I've got to say, actually, I've, I've just realised I've won two silver medals since then. I just don't get the gold ones. Oh. Always, I'm losing finals. Um, yes, I saw this on our friend Dan's yeah. Instagram. First of all, shout out to Dan for his, I think it was his second year of 28 for 28 for Huntington's disease. Was it his uh, second year of that this year? It's his third one, and it's gone very third. well, yes. £6,000 so, raised plus oh, in, in brilliant. total, so, yeah. And overall, earning the push from both of us for Dan raising that much money in February again. Mm. Brilliant work. I guess. Uh, I, I guess Jack says with gritted teeth. I saw this run. Yep. So questions. Two questions. Yep. Why was it at night time? And second question. Yep. Why were you singing high school musical? I was singing a high school musical because I was delirious by the ninth kilometer and I felt we were all in it together. Therefore, I needed to express that via the medium of we're all in this together from high school musical. Why was it at night? Because they're sadists because they're sadists, and it was at night through the woods, and I had a head torch yeah. that was like a tea yeah. light. It did nothing. You're asking to fall over. And I did. And of course you did. When you fall over, or when you are tackled in rugby, I imagine you make a noise sometimes. I imagine it's quite a masculine noise. Mine is not. <laughs> Mine sounds like an elderly woman being startled by a spider when I slip. Like, and people were laughing at me on the run for the noises I was making. So good, at good. least I got a medal at the end of it. So medals are earning the push. Right, revolution then, Charlie. What match is going to be the standout for you as our final question? Is it going to be the 60 minutes of technical brilliance? Or when we meet next week, is it going to be the violence of the Texas death match that actually captures our attention? I think they'll be the two standout matches. I also think House of Black versus the Elite will be excellent, just from the six men involved. It has to be. Uh, I think you will prefer the death match. I'll prefer the Ironman match. 
And that is the great tapestry of... By Hogarth. the way, yes. if people looked at us, who would think that's the way around it would be? I know. Life is a mystery. You can't judge books by their covers. We haven't even mentioned that Roman Reigns returns to SmackDown this oh, evening. Oh, he's seeing Cody tonight, isn't he? He's seeing Cody, and John Cena returns to Raw this coming Monday. So Does he? Yeah, I think so, Charlie. I'd, com- I, I, I'd completely miss that. What I, a wild time. I think John Cena is back. Look, we will know by the time we meet next week. Until then, you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Share us on social media and keep loving professional wrestling. There is nothing better going anywhere today. On behalf of Charlie and myself, thank you for listening to Earning the Push. We are out of time, so bye-bye. <laughs>